welcome to Easy Bake Takes, the podcast where we read the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. And I'm Riley. And this week, we picked movies from the year we were born. And since we were both born in the summer, we picked summer movies from the year we were born. And I picked The Iron Giant. I love it. It's my favorite movie. (laughs) It's one of my favorite movies. Same here. So quick plot breakdown. This movie is set in October of 1957, shortly after Sputnik is launched and an object crashes off the coast of Maine, where this movie sets place in Rockwell. And that thing is the Iron Giant. Hogarth Hughes is a nine-year-old boy who lives with his single mother who works as a waitress. And he ends up finding and befriending this alien robot and also befriends a beatnik. Except beatniks (laughs) weren't not a term yet at this point, but that's what Dean was. Mm. A U.S. government agent named Kent Mansley comes to Rockwell because he knows about the Iron Giant being there and tries to <laughs> tries to get rid of the Iron Giant um, and also fuck Hogarth's mom. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> I thought you had a vendetta for her, so I thought you were saying like, oh yeah, fuck Hogarth's mom. I was like, what did she do? <laughs> no, he tried to yeah, fuck exactly. Hogarth's mom. Exactly. Plot twist, she ends up with Dean in the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Backtrack a little bit. Hogarth gets interrogated by by Kent Mansley about having seen the giant. Mm -hmm. Dean hides the giant in his junkyard for him. The army comes after the giant and Kent Mansley tries to get them to blow up the giant while he's Mm -hmm. holding Hogarth. Yeah. Oh, this kid, this guy did not care. No, he's like unhinged levels of bad <laughs> he was like yeah just kill a kid i don't care <laughs> yeah also if you don't know kent mensley the, the the villain of this movie he is a perfect caricature of conan o'brien so literally yeah he looks like yeah literally looks like conan o'brien yeah. the giant ends up sacrificing himself to stop a nuclear missile thing missile that's a word Mm -hmm. bomb (laughs) nuclear thing that's coming towards rockwell and he says superman and then he flies himself into it to stop it he literally says superman he is because he that was his uh, he wants to be that's his idol yeah yeah and so they make they have a memorial for the giant annie and dean annie's the mom annie and dean begin a relationship hogarth is given a package from Rogard containing a screw from the giant, which is the only thing that was left of him. Mm-hmm. The screw starts moving around on its own. They all, all the parts that were left over come together and form his head in Iceland. Yeah, because that's where his like body parts flew up. But he's like, he's alive. He's not dead. So it gives you a little yeah. hope at the end. The ending's sad, mm-hmm. but there is hope. Yes. Okay, so let's get into some of the background information and then we'll... We'll talk about it mm-hmm. a little more. Mm-hmm. So this movie was directed by Brad Bird and written by Tim McAnally's and Brad Bird. And it's based on the novel The Iron Man that was written by Ted Hughes. Oh, also, this movie came out August 6, 1999, was rated PG, and its runtime is an hour and 26 minutes. But Ted Hughes was actually the husband of Sylvia Plath and wrote the novel The Iron Man to comfort his children after their mother's tragic suicide. Hughes did get to read the script that McAnally's and Bird were writing and said that he absolutely loved it, but he did die a year before the film was released. Hmm. So they dedicated the movie to him, but his daughter Frida did go see it on his behalf and she absolutely loved it. Oh, good. The movie bears little resemblance to the novel as the novel has more themes of reassembly after destruction, Hmm. where the film is a little less about that and more about like, does a gun have a soul? What if a gun didn't want to be a gun? Yeah, yeah, the movie's not based on that but or like is like heavy themes of that but he does 
there's hints of it. There's hints of it. Yeah. Especially the yeah. ending. It's it's interesting to um to know such like the the tragic origins yeah. of this movie. the original story. Yeah. When I get to the trivia, there's a little there's a little more. <laughs> Yeah. There's a tragic reason for the movie itself being made, but we'll get there in a second. Mm. Hogarth is voiced by Eli Marenthal, who is actually the only movie I remember seeing him in other than this was when he was a little older. He was in the movie Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, which stars uh, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. He plays her boyfriend in that movie. Oh, weird. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. funny. <laughs> like, when I looked at the IMDb, I'm like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> That's I know so... that guy. How weird. <laughs> Does this mean we need to do Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen next? I wouldn't mind. I love that movie. Me too. Okay. Moving on, though. Harry Connick Jr. voices Dean. Uh, Jennifer Aniston voices Annie, who is Hilgarth's mom. Vin Diesel <laughs> voices the Iron Giant. And Christopher McDonald voices Kent Mansley. Someone, I don't think I saved this, but there was a letterbox review that basically said this movie was Vin Diesel's... Um, <laughs> audition for uh, Groot. Honestly, though, because he doesn't say much in this movie besides <laughs> two or three lines. Actually, wait here. I have I have a I have a trivia fact about how many words oh, wow, he says, okay. actually. Yeah. So, OK, so I'll move on to the trivia. Brad Bird actually personally animated the scene where Hogarth is ranting to Dean after he had given him um, some espresso. I love that scene. Bird was inspired to make this movie as a memorial to his late sister who actually died at the hands of domestic gun violence by her estranged husband. And his pitch for this movie was, what if a gun had a soul and didn't want to be a gun? I cried when I first read that, like that fact, like it, it's just really like... It makes this movie mean a lot more. Yes. Mm -hmm. Moving on from that, the Iron Giant only says 53 words total. That doesn't include any, like, grunts yeah. or anything. It's just, like, purely words, 53 of them. Wow. <laughs> this was originally intended to be a musical, and actually Pete Townsend of the band The Who adapted the book as a concept album and released it in 1989 as The Iron Man, a musical. I need to see that. <laughs> I do, too, but I'm also glad that this movie wasn't a musical. Me, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as much as I love musicals. Mm -hmm. So this movie used a mixture of traditional animation and computer-generated imagery, underperformed at the box office, only grossing $31.3 million with a production budget of $70 million. And on opening night, it needed at least $8 million to like make its money back, but it only made five. But it also, it wasn't promoted properly. And I actually have a review that kind of goes into why they think that this movie didn't do as well at first, but mm. it did critically really well. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And it's like kind of like a cult classic, especially with our generation. They did a lot better with it, with uh, marketing it for coming mm -hmm. out on DVD and VHS. Mm -hmm. That's part of why a lot of people in our age group and a little older actually really love this mm -hmm. movie. But it does get compared to E.T. quite a bit. And Bird responds to critics comparing the two films by saying, E.T. doesn't go kicking ass. He doesn't make the <laughs> army pay. Certainly you, have, you risk having your hip credentials taken away if you evoke anything sad or genuinely heartfelt. Hmm. But he, I mean, that's fair. E.T. does not kick anybody's no, ass. No, he doesn't. He makes the kids fly on bikes and that's about it. The Iron Giant. And he runs and screams at a little kid. He can't even be in the sun. They have to cover him up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have never thought I would <laughs> like 
yeah, I can see how they're like technically similar, but like I never put these two movies in my head together. Hogarth is nothing like Elliot from E.T. Yeah. What were your thoughts and opinions on this movie having watched it? Nothing that's going to be read or said about this movie is going to change my mind. This is a 10 out of 10 film. It's different from a lot of kids movies because it, it's adult themes in the way of like it talks heavily about the Cold War. It talks a lot about like the threat of nuclear bombs. It talks a lot about stuff that other kids movies don't talk about. So it has that seriousness to it, but also this magical kid story with like actual real life stuff in it. It can be applied to real life. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. it has historically real things Mm -hmm. that happen. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Hunger Games where it's like, why do you think our generation's like this? Yeah. Not specifically, what if a gun had a soul? Yeah. What would the message be there outside of just that? Like, what do you think? Well, the line specifically in the movie, you choose who you want to be. That right there, Mm -hmm. that's the message of the movie. You choose what you Mm want to be. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what's happened you choose who you want to be yeah you choose your actions you choose what you do what's that eleanor roosevelt quote where it's like nobody can make a fool out of you without your permission or something like that sounds familiar i don't know it specifically people might try to pigeonhole you as Mm -hmm. something yeah as like what they perceive you to be Mm -hmm. but you can always be something other than that yeah exactly this movie i love this movie so much just because the messages they have Mm -hmm. i love this movie the the snacks and food that Hogarth eats yeah especially when he's just sitting there at home alone watching a movie yes that and like the goofy movie all the food oh my god it's so good delicious the milkshake he has oh my god yeah want to eat all of it especially studio ghibli food oh yeah i was worried that it wouldn't hold up hadn't watched it in a long time mm-hmm. but i did i watched it a fuck ton as a kid mm-hmm. it was still amazing i still loved it i didn't have any issues with it like i agree with what you said this will always be a 10 out of 10 movie for me and i'll say this now it was incredibly difficult to find a negative review of this movie i bet it was because this movie this is one of those rare movies where it's weirdly perfect because like i was sitting here thinking like what is something i can negatively say negatively say about this movie i found some that weren't about this but most of the negative things were like this is just cold war fear propaganda um what do you think the cold war was or not that it was propaganda because there was you know (laughs) issues like you know russia and the u.s did have these but like that's how people lived back then. What do you mean it's propaganda? That's how it was. It's just history. It's just history. This movie is just history. And it's like, what's the word? Not hysterical. Like, they're not funny. But like, they're, they're, they're going crazy. They're going crazy over there. Uh, they're losing it. They're losing it. I don't know. <laughs> they're losing they're going it over bananas. there. They're going bananas. They technical are. term. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to articulate it as well as I can. But like, yeah, like, I don't think... It was panic. Yeah, it was It was that constant, Yeah, this could happen any second. And it almost did. It almost did several times, actually. It's always something. Mm-hmm. Hysteria. Hysteria. That's the word I was trying to say, not hysterical. You literally said that. <laughs> did I? Yes. Oh my God. I thought I said hysterical. I was like, that's not right. Like mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. It happens every decade. Something happens. So it's like, I don't know why it's a big deal that It's every few years now. Yeah, literally. Anyway, anything else you'd like to say about the movie (laughs) before we move on? I love this movie. I'm sure I'll bring up other points that I want to talk about later. Yes, 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 yes. I don't really have much else to say either. Mm-hmm. The first critic I have is Kathy Mao. So this was written in February of 2000 on the fantasy and science fiction magazine website. 
Kathy starts with, quote, Bird develops the personality of the title monster, in quotes, and carefully details both the metal behemoth's personal growth, unquote, also mentioned was the relationship with Hogarth. They say that the choice to set the film in 1957 Maine gives Hughes' timeless fable a social context, Mm -hmm. and the film is an elaborate homage to old sci-fi flicks, Mm -hmm. and it's a feature cartoon that adults can truly enjoy, and it has a moral and social level but it never seems preachy because it makes use of adventure, humor, and exciting visuals. Also believes that the fault of the movie's box office failure is at the hand of Warner Bros, who released the movie way too late into summer, Mm. wasted a lot of their marketing budget on other movies like Wild Wild West, which was also a failure, did no merchandising and little to no promotion, and it was also overshadowed by Disney's Tarzan. Oh, dang. Understandable. Understandable. (laughs) That's a good movie. I love Tarzan. the soundtrack? <laughs> you heard that soundtrack? Just go for the music. Okay, that last part. I understand how it had competition. It puts a lot of context around why it failed at the box office. It does. I see how all I see how all those are reasons why it, it did it. It just didn't make it. Yeah. In the, in the, it came out in August. That's too late in the summer. That's not a summer blockbuster. That's too late for a summer blockbuster. Kids are already going back to school. Yeah, they're done. Did do really well with uh, home video sales. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, we own, I owned it on VHS, so, like... Mm-hmm. That's how I saw it. Yeah. I was an infant when it came out, yeah. so I don't think we saw it in theaters. No, 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 no. But to go back to the point where she says the film is an elaborate homage to great old sci-fi flicks, so in my horror film class, like, literally, the theme in the 1950s for horror was fear of communism, the fear of nuclear bombing, so, like, that was a huge theme. Brad Bird literally took that concept, and that was a huge, like, yeah. horror component for that time. Like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, like, yes. Hogarth's basically watching a movie like Invasion yes. of the Body Snatchers at the uh-huh. beginning. like It's intelligent. Mm-hmm. That's what I would call this movie. Intelligent. Mm-hmm. Anything else about what Kathy had to say? No, but I totally, like, it was very informative. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I like I like that she mentioned the part about Warner Brothers failing to promote the mm-hmm. movie properly. Yeah. I bet at this time a lot of people just assumed it wasn't a very good movie because mm-hmm. of the box office failure and whatnot. No, they just did a bad job. <laughs> so this next review was written on The Tie by Dorothy Woodend in September of 2004. Dorothy says that the film is damning as an anti-war film, doesn't try to hide its cleverness, and quote, The film made me bawl like a newborn calf when I saw it for the first time. Maybe I'm a sap, but Vin Diesel will forever hold a warm spot in my heart, no matter how many terrible films he makes, just for the way he rumbles, Superman, end quote. I love that end quote. That's me. I wrote that. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I didn't. But like, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. I completely, <laughs> Super completely. I love how they said it made me ball like a newborn calf, which I've never heard before. <laughs> and I like that. I'm going to use that's that. That's a new one. That's a new one. And I like it. I love this person. I love this. This one that we just Thank read. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you, Dorothy, for mm-hmm. describing this movie, really, how I like it. So the next review I have is from Dustin's Reviews and was written by Dustin Putman in August of 1999. Who gave the movie a two out of four? It says the movie feels overlong. And if I remember correctly, I remember them also saying, even if the movie's only an, like an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. Moron. says that it's shameful in extreme similarities with E.T. Character of Hogarth's mother was wasted, in their opinion. I feel like she could have been used a little more. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's a fair... I'll give him that. That's a fair one. Yeah. Okay. And said that aside from the robot 
the movie was refreshingly realistic hmm. and said that children can relate and adults will appreciate the distinct time period elements mm -hmm. and says, quote, if the film had gone a little bit further in portraying this particular area era, including using perhaps an array of popular 50s tunes to underscore the, the goings on, it might have been more enjoyable on this level, end quote. They didn't have the budget. <laughs> they didn't have the budget, dude. <laughs> I might also mention that this reviewer wanted them to include the fact that kids had to do, they had to do air raid drills. Oh, so he wanted, they wanted to see them that. to include that. Not just the, yeah. not just the footage, like the actual practice. Yeah, they wanted to. I don't know. They maybe. wanted to see that happen. Okay. They wanted, they wanted the era to be a little more um, realistic out if they were going to go there. Okay. But it says that the movie was not completely awful, but a, still a missed opportunity. Mm. I think they mean in the way that I just mentioned, yeah. like. They wanted them to go further into that, like, 50s Red Scare, Cold War. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then ends with, quote, animated feature or not, the Iron Giant attempts to stray from the beaten path of Disney, but really, who is Warner Brothers kidding? I'll take Disney's superior animated entertainment, <laughs> no, Tarzan, no. over this any day of the week. End oh, quote. Up Tarzan and again. <laughs> but here's the thing. Tarzan's great, but so is the Iron Giant. Yeah. Stop comparing them. That's the thing. It's not fair to them. And I'm sorry, those are two wildly different movies. Like, don't, like, they are, they are not even comparable. They just are two anime movies, two great anime movies that came out at the same time. And, oh my gosh, that is... Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hold on. Okay. Are they really that different? Are they really that different? Think about the main characters, Tarzan and the Iron Giant. <laughs> Are they sure. really that that different? They're just coming from different perspectives. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, maybe. Okay. A little bit. Okay, I see it a little bit. Yeah, if it was just... <laughs> one of them's anti-war, one of them's anti-poaching. <laughs> they might be similar. Oh, my God. They like they're both movies about being yourself. <laughs> You are who you choose to be. Oh my god. All right. I, wow. That's hilarious. I never even thought about it. <laughs> when you think about it, they're not, it's not wild. It's not wild to say they're similar. <laughs> wow. I, I just think, I feel like people think when along the lines of kids' movies, they have to like be the exact same setting mm -hmm. for them to be comparable. Mm -hmm. But like theme wise, these movies are pretty similar. But I think you could also argue that a lot of kids' movies have a similar message. Be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and be nice to other people. And, be and like, you know, be anti-war. Don't judge others. And don't poach Be anti-war. Please don't poach No animals. poaching. And please no war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Iron Giant uh, literally has a scene where the hunters shoot a deer and... And it's a reference to Bambi. Yes. Oh my god, and it's like, I mean, I'm not saying it's a anti-poach, I mean, I don't know, it could be anti-poaching message, I don't know, because he, he didn't like, he didn't like that the animal was killed, he didn't, and you know, whole concept of guns, and, and Tarzan Iron is Giant's a Giant's a vegan, he eats metal. Yeah, he's a vegan. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Oh my god, alright. Anyway, anyway, we're gonna move on yeah. to, the, to the last... <laughs> The last review, I found one from 2020 that was written kind of as a retrospective on the movie from a website called Giant Freaking Robot All right. and was written by Drew Deitch. And they start with the fact that the movie has become recognized as an incredible achievement in both narrative and animation. Mm -hmm. They took the boy and his dog and turned it into a sci-fi tale. Yeah. It says that the movie deals with topics 
with deep topics, but they didn't water anything down yeah. to the point where kids would feel patronized by it. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the heavy themes, it still maintains a fun and heartfelt air to it. They also say that the animation is jaw-dropping and ends with, quote, if the Iron Giant had managed to have a conventional marketing campaign, it's likely it would have been a legitimate hit at the box office. Instead, it had to wait until its time on home video to find an audience, and as the years have gone on, more and more viewers have come to recognize it as a phenomenal film, end quote. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, the animation holds up very, very well. It is like beautiful yeah, it's a great it's, it's beautiful. beautiful there are some people that ended up going on to pixar that worked on this movie brad bird who made incredibles yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly and they make a lot of references to uh, iron giant in incredibles which i think is interesting too oh i'm sure yeah in the incredibles when borrowing a plane helen's pilot call sign is india golf niner niner which translates <sighs> to ig99 which is iron giant that came out in 1999 oh i love mm-hmm. that that is a very <laughs> hidden one yeah. yeah you would have to really know so any do you have anything else to say about what this person said i think they really wrapped it up pretty well they, they did and yeah yeah they wrapped it up personally i am just glad that this movie was able to gain an appreciation yeah because it is a like they said a phenomenal film and mm-hmm. it, it's a shame that it didn't get its um viewing at the box office like it, it, it should have like it would have done well had it been marketed appropriately i'm sure it's made its money back yeah over time too if you're ready we can move on to the audience reviews now mm-hmm. okay so we're gonna start out with a 10 out of 10 this is from imdb and it was written december 1999 and it is titled a masterpiece plain and simple I'm 25 years old. I have no children. So why am I praising a kid's movie, which nobody saw? Because I have never seen a film pack the emotional wallop that Iron Giant provided. The film's plot is similar to E.T. Not to knock the Spielberg film, but what makes the Iron Giant the better film is that the young boy is the teacher. Mm. It is he who has to teach the giant about the beauty of life, the difference between good and evil, and choices we have to make. The Iron Giant, it turns out, is a weapon who has to struggle against his own nature. The film has an obvious and timely gun control message, but its real message is about the choice we make when dealing with other people. We can use our powers for good or lash out at everyone around us. I dare not give away the climax. All I will say is that it features a sacrifice absolutely breathtaking and emotionally shattering, albeit somewhat blunted by the ending. The animation is gorgeous, Michael Kamen's score is perfect, and the film beautifully evokes the 1950s sadly poor marketing kept audiences away in droves all i can say is to heck with the box office gross despite warner's apparent desire to pretend the film never existed the word is getting around about what a magical film this is and i have no doubt it will join it's a wonderful life as a film which bombed in theaters but became a classic over the years see it now so you can say you discovered it before everyone else did it's so nice now on to the (laughs) now on to the (laughs) first negative review we have uh-huh. This is a 2 out of 10. It's from IMDb, September 22nd, 2003, but it is titled Overrated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I see you've read ahead. Yes. The Iron Giant is just a naughty little box office type of movie. It may have changed the way people see the animation genre, but it offers only little. The story itself may not have enough imagination to carry on this movie. Dirty, useless, non-unique are the words to describe its animation. These are the lows of this film, but there is more. 
the highs of the Pretty Iron Giant <laughs> goes to its scripting and voice acting, but this may also be its weaknesses. It is not too great. It is not too good. <laughs> but the Iron Giant is a very good sci-fi film. It's about a robot helping this boy. Did they watch it? <laughs> It is a really good plot. Unfortunately, the film does not depict this kind of genre. It slows to a kiddie PG cartoon. That's why I did not like this film. There are better films like Shrek, but I advise you (laughs) do not watch this film. I give this a 2 out of 10. It's fine. All right, peak comedy. When someone brings in a wildly different movie to compare to whatever movie we're talking about. Peak comedy. Also, think about pers- the main character of Shrek. Oh my god, no, I'm not comparing. Think about Shrek. I'm not doing it. Shrek. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Anyway, I'm just going to judge say. a book by its cover. <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, be yourself. Oh no, it is. It's so similar. It's so similar. Like I said, every fucking kid's movie. This person did not watch this movie because the ending saying it slows to a kiddie PG cartoon. You didn't watch this movie, or at least you didn't finish it. You didn't finish it. He turns into Godzilla. He later turns into Godzilla. There's a fucking nuclear bomb coming to hit the town. He sacrifices himself for the town. He dies. What part of that is a kitty cartoon movie to you? What part of that? You didn't finish it. We know you did. Also, I don't like how they use the words naughty and dirty to describe this movie. That is not <laughs> how you would describe this movie. Naughty little box office movie. <laughs> what does that even mean? I love also how you like your vo- how you were reading this. Like the way you were reading this is like the funniest. I don't even know how to describe it, but just how you're reading this review. I'm like, an was so funny. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. I just go with the vibes that these reviews give me. <laughs> yeah. This is where I start my voice acting career yes. apparently <laughs> okay a naughty little box office movie <laughs> you know who i imagine saying that line who? the first sentence drew gooden i imagine drew gooden <laughs> saying just a naughty little box office type of movie oh my god this was such a funny review and they were so wrong about a lot of it i just hate how they used you're right about shrek though i just hate that i hate that we're you can literally start with any kids movie, and it's kind of the same message. Be yourself. <laughs> you choose who you be. Get to be. Be yourself. Don't assume who people are. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You don't. Oh, yeah. We'll move on to the next one. That was we'll so on. funny. Oh my god. So the next one's also from IMDb. It's one of the very few one out of ten reviews that was on there, and it is from August twelfth, nineteen ninety nine, and it is titled "I Must Have Seen a Different Movie." Both of my kids got bored with this movie. Not to mention that I was disappointed that my kids wanted to leave in the middle of this film because I was hoping to catch a quick nap. Whatever. I'm glad everybody else liked it. We left and got our money back. My kids also couldn't make it to the end of Star Wars 1, so they have some amount of taste. That he, they're saying the prequel Star Wars. Like, oh, the, okay. the prequel ones. The bad Hayden Christensen. Like, Yeah. Well, I still think your kids don't have taste. No, they don't have taste. Um, your kids are probably boring. This had to be a dad yeah. because they were like, I was hoping to catch yeah. a quick nap. Yeah, in this. yeah, that's the whole thing. That's so funny. <laughs> think, it's such like a, it's such a calm, like one star review. Whatever. I'm glad everyone else liked it. We got our <laughs> like, money back. It's such, a, it's such a dad review. It is. Why write the review to begin with? You know, everybody else liked it. It's not. He's not passionate about any of it. So it's no, like, you wanted why? to take a nap. He's not also commenting about anything about the movie. He's just commenting about his kids can't sit still during a movie so your kids probably 
can't go to a movie theater. That's what it sounds like. No, it just sounds like his kids are boring. Yeah. They can't enjoy a good film. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was in 1999. His kids are probably like a little older than us now. Oh, yeah. They're this is that's like just the most parent review it of is. a movie, specifically a dad. Like, did your dad fall asleep in every kid's movie he took you to or did he actually watch them? It depends on what it was. Okay, a lot of the movies he took us to see, he was chasing my sister because she she couldn't sit down. She was a runner. Yeah. She was a runner. And you were sitting there like... I was left behind. I thought <laughs> I thought he left so many times. I thought I was left left to the movie theater so many times. But he was just chasing my sister because she would get up and run. My dad would nap in every single one. And we'd be like... And he would say the same thing every single time when we asked him what he thought. He'd say, it was cute. <laughs> that was the standard. That was a good, yeah, was a good like, line. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> Okay, but moving on to the next review, this is from Letterboxd, and it is from November of 2020, and it is three and a half stars. From a purely directorial standpoint, this has all the hallmarks of Brad Bird's signature genius. It's also pretty solid emotionally with some excellent animation to boot. I really wish I could join the rest of y'all in saying it's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, but much like, what is that? How? H-T-T. Oh, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Oh. How the fuck did I know that? Uh, yeah. much like... Holy shit. <laughs> how did you... How did you transcribe okay, You that? said... You went... You said how, and I was like, How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, that's... Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. but anyway, I'm going to go back. Okay. But much like How to Train Your Dragon 2, I just have a ton of story and character problems that piled up over time. The villain is horrendously embarrassing and an annoying dipshit. Yeah. The mother is sidelined incredibly hard. The beatnik guy is incredibly hard to pin down a motivation for. The fact that Hogarth starts playing with the robot immediately before the army has even left the town just reeks of contrived conflict and idiot idiocy i could go on but it's still a good movie and i still like it for all the same reasons everyone else likes it despite my problems with it Kate, thanks bye i love that that <laughs> outro Kate, thanks bye it's like <laughs> nobody talks to me i'm leaving don't follow me <laughs> turn around turn around okay love the ending okay thanks bye it sounds like they sprinted off they sprinted in and then they sprinted away i love that um I mean, they, it's, <laughs> I don't hate this review, but I don't, I do agree the, the, uh, it with the issues kind of like the annoying, I don't like him, but I think he's kind of a funny dipshit. And like, I like the caricature of him, yeah. you know, like, and like he's an army dude. So it like the mother is sidelined a little bit. It's, it's is. one of those things where the parent is always like also not the villain or the enemy, but it's also like they can't find out where everything's ruined. Yeah, they're an op. The parents an obstacle. They're there for plot reasons. Yeah, and like that's just kind of how that character. Yeah, exactly. Which I get, but it's like one of those things where like I, it would be refreshing to see a parent be like, "We're in this mess. How can I help?" You know, kind of thing. I think that would have been interesting for this character. Yeah, exactly. I think it would have been interesting if his mom did that in this movie. She's set up as such like a strong, solid mom. Mm -hmm. Feel like she would be capable of helping him in this. That's the thing. Well, she's a yeah. She's she's a single hardworking mom she's trying to make ends mm-hmm. meet kind of thing and a she's... single mom who works too hard <laughs> loves her kids and never stops that's her yeah, his mom's reba mcintyre yes <laughs> <laughs> i do i do agree a little bit with this person's grievances a little bit i don't i don't think um it doesn't make it not enjoyable though which i yeah. think they also acknowledge yeah 
It's just like you don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say it out loud. Like no one's no one's really like hung up on these issues. So don't. Hey, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like they know that. I feel like they know that. That's probably why they went. That's probably why they're saying it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have another review. There's no stars on it, uh, but it's from September of 1999. And it says, I have it on good authority that for a few months after this came out, Guillermo del Toro's answering machine said, I'm sorry, I cannot come to the phone right now. I'm watching the Iron Giant. Please leave a message and I'll get back to you when I've finished watching the Iron Giant. I love that. I'm going to make that my voice. (laughs) Just forever. (laughs) That's so funny. If, if you ever get Guillermo del Toro, like you meet him in person, mm-hmm. ask him to just record that into your voicemail Oh thing. my God. That's f- fantastic. I love no star reviews on Letterboxd because they could, they could literally be anything. You have no clue. Those are my favorites. I also, peak comedy to me, because I know peak comedy to you is when people mention <laughs> unnecessary, unrelated movies. Peak comedy for me is when people make up facts about famous people on in their reviews like when they uh-huh. say oh, i have a good authority i have it on good on authority like uh-huh. the stuff with like stephanie meyer where someone was like i have it on good authority that stephanie meyer did this because of this and i just think it's so funny yeah i love it moving on to the next review which is a two-star from september of 2021 and they say i know that this is a cult classic but it just didn't work for me i can understand why people really like this film but for my taste it was just too corny in the messaging character stereotypes slash design and especially the voice acting and while you could argue that simplicity is normal for a movie aimed at children the genre has too many entries which handle those things more elegantly so this argument falls flat um if this was your review and you just happened to be listening to this i'd love to know what movies you think handled these themes better yeah because i don't know what they're talking about i don't and they're like are they saying the movie's like too simple for like the messages i guess what it seems like i feel like this person watched this movie in 2021 yeah i don't think it's that simple because i didn't realize the depth of the message until more recently watching this movie again yeah so and i don't think it's corny i don't maybe you could argue but i don't i don't think it is this just seems like a pretentious way to look at movies yeah and i'm not gonna lie i'm not a big fan of looking at every movie that way where it's like i'm better than this yeah i don't know learn how to have fun that's the whole thing and also like just because it's a kid's movie doesn't make it less you know yeah let go take that (laughs) stick out of your butt yeah but anyway the next review is from october of 2021 also from letterboxd also two stars and they say this movie seems pretty neat until you watch literally any blockbuster anime from the same era and realize what better animators are able to pull off with half the budget in a sane world the iron giant would be considered a fairly standard middle of the road melodramatic family film but its production value and slightly edgier writing puts it above the rest of the drivel american studios tend to push out good movie for kids but the older audience should be able to identify its tropes as tired and overused disagree 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 (laughs) but i do agree with the fact that there are anime movies from the same time that were pushing they were pushing the same message in a more radical and arguably better way Mm. but anime hadn't really hit its stride in the u.s at this point yet yeah so fuck off yeah (laughs) we don't have to fight okay (laughs) we don't have to fight everything yeah but it is like people are acting like, oh, this is just a dumb kids movie. And it's, it's like, been no, done it's before. not. Like, when? when? Tell me when. Why don't you get, cite some sources and examples yeah. if you're going to make such a bold claim? Exactly. And don't say E.T. because no, it's not. It's, it's not, not the same. fucking E.T. It's not the same. Back to the one right before this. Literally, we were just saying that every kids movie has a similar message. Like, shut up. It's a similar message, but that doesn't mean every movie's the same. And it's not done yeah. in its own unique and original way. And I think that's what Iron Giant 
shows like yeah, yeah similar message oh be who you want to be you are who you choose to be that's still a different message that's still a, not a different message but a different way to show kids i think so i think they're too cool for this movie I, no oh they are i think they're not cool enough for this movie you're right i because you know nerds like the greatest things nerds like the best things and they're just behind on the times <laughs> <laughs> they're, okay they're, they're we're behind. starting to sound like we're starting to sound like incels a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Over the, Iron Giant. the person the the most recent one that i read i do agree that there are anime movies that do it better and have better animation with half the budget and like mm-hmm. are technically better but i don't think that that means that this movie would be considered middle of the road no i and i don't think it is like look at the people who originally hated this movie Mm -hmm. look at the reasons why they hated this movie i think it was doing something pretty edgy for 1999 yes yeah because like this it was a big deal like these were big themes that they were that were being tackled in a kid's movie in 1999 like i would argue that they didn't really do it in like as much of a covert way as other kids' movies had. They were being a little more blatant with what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. The gun violence debate in the U.S. is still very heated to this Mm -hmm. day. Absolutely. We're going to move on. So this next one's a half star, and it's from May of 2020, and it says, I disliked pretty much everything about this movie. The animation was bland and uninteresting in the story. Oh, don't get me started on the story. (laughs) My God. What? A giant annoying robot? (laughs) Sorry. What? A giant annoying robot of unknown origin appears and immediately starts causing massive damage to the surrounding infrastructure, and you don't call the authorities? Hogarth, you idiot. The only thing that got me through this mess was knowing that there was a sad, sad in quotes, ending. Since this probably meant the robot died. I was kind of looking forward to it. And sure enough, if you stop watching it after just an hour and 16 minutes, it's a pretty sad sense. <laughs> this person's such a cop. It's a pretty satisfying end to it all. Yeah, you fucking narc. Yeah, Are this person's kidding? a cop. Oh my god. Profile picture is Squidward. They're literally being Squidward about this movie. This Literally, this is a children's movie. That isn't actually real. It's animated. It's animated, and they're concerned about the infrastructure of a. Why didn't the nine-year-old call the cops? They're they are they are upset about the massive damage to the surrounding infrastructure of an animated movie. That's the part where they they're like, "That's too far. That's too far. What's gonna happen? Are you kidding? It could literally just dry it again. Oh my god, you must be a bummer of a person to watch anything with. (sighs) Because that happens all the times in movies. Oh my god. Are you serious? Literally. It's not real, Janet. It's not real, Janet. Yes, exactly. It's fucking chill out. It's a movie. It's a movie and like the whole point. Nonetheless, cartoon. It's a cartoon. You can't you can't let your guard down. You can't just have a, a, a an open mind for a kids movie <laughs> that you're sitting down to watch. Like, I just don't understand how people willfully just have no suspension of disbelief for anything like what you must be the most boring person on this fucking planet if you can't sit and watch a movie because you're worried that the fake cartoon infrastructure got destroyed by a fake cartoon robot yeah i can't i can't imagine what kind of person this is in real life i can't what what (laughs) what it's so funny oh my god that's your issue okay okay this is the longest one I found. Okay. This is the last negative one. And then we have two positives and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to get through this one from August 24th of 1999. It is a one out of 10 star on IMDb and it is titled Family Entertainment Takes a Dive for the Worst. 
at the preview for Iron Giant, my kids barely could hold their excitement. They've seen the commercials and knew several of the characters already. In advance, I had warned them that they weren't that there weren't any sidekicks or catchy songs as they've been accustomed to. By the end of the film, their eyes were downcast, and it wasn't from sleep deprivation. <laughs> <laughs> this this film isn't all it was hyped up to be. Much of what you see in the commercials is the whole film. Why go to the theaters? The commercials tell you everything. Moreover, the story isn't widely original either. If you've ever watched We're Back, Pete's Dragon, All Dogs Go to Heaven, or E.T., all children and family movies, then you've already watched this film. It's the typical plot about children who find an amazing discovery, keep it a secret, abuse its powers. What? Okay, we'll go paragraph by paragraph with this one. Yeah. Okay. And learn to extend beyond their own feelings. For my children, probably the most damaging to the plot, however, was their dislike of the giant itself. There wasn't enough to connect him with the audience, which undermines the emotion of the rest of the film builds on. Without the connection between such a key character, the audience loses interest. What, what, what do you mean you couldn't connect to the giant? It's literally the bare bones of what a character is. You literally see him as a little robot who doesn't speak, doesn't seem to have emotion, and literally you see this character grow into like this light, this being with life in it, with soul and feelings and thoughts and opinions. Oh my God, how the fuck could you not get it like attached to the robot itself? You literally learn what he wants to be. Yes. You see how connected he gets to fucking Superman because Superman's an alien from another planet that crashed into Earth. Okay? So your kids couldn't find a connection there? Your kids just sound like they suck. And he literally just wants to help people. He loves Hogarth. He just wants to be, you know, hang out with Hogarth and be friends and oh my god. I don't understand using this argument that the story is not widely original. It's not an it's not a valid argument to make anymore. It's just the way it is, it's especially with kids movies. It's the same moral. It's what you turn it into. It's what it's the original stuff that is in there. Yeah, how you get there. And like none of the movies that were listed are about a giant robot alien crashing to Earth mm -hmm. during the Cold War. Yeah. Don't bring all dogs go to heaven into this. It didn't yeah, have to don't, don't okay. bring that movie in here. We'll watch it next week and review it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you do the first one. I'll do the second one. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. There's two. Yeah, you do the second mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Oh my god. I'll do the one with Charlie Sheen. We yes, Charlie Sheen versus <laughs> the second one. Oh god. Wait, wait. Before we move on to the next one, they did say uh, they you know uh, uh, they find it, they keep it a secret, and abuse its powers. Where does Hogarth abuse its powers? That's never a thing in that movie. He actually tells them, "Can't do that. You have to be good. You can't hurt things. You have to be gentle. You have to be nice." Your kids are boring, and I bet that you asked for your money back. They probably are not allowed to eat cake at birthday parties, so they just have to eat granola. Yeah. They just sit in the corner eating their granola as they watch everyone else eat cake. Their mom doesn't let them their mom doesn't let them have soda. They had to drink fresca. Yes. <laughs> That's what your kids sound like. Yeah. But anyway, we'll move on to the last two paragraphs of this person's review. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, the movie's animation barely matched with current releases. There weren't as many lush color tones and smooth running lines to make the film visually appealing. Don't get me wrong, Warner Bros. has had great animation in the past, although its last ventures, Quest for Camelot and The King and I, were complete flops. If they'd only stick with Bugs Bunny, they'd have the works played out in their hands. Space Jam was wildly successful, plus the shading and color of old characters brought new life to their persona. In several aspects, Space Jam was far superior from anim animation to plot, aesthetics to witty lines when compared to The Iron Giant. 
When past Warner Brothers animation aimed towards the family, the Iron Giant aimed for commercial. Several times, the topic of Superman, a character which Warner Brothers owned, was brought up. Soon, we'll see Superman figures lined up with the corny Iron Giant banks and toothbrushes. Literally. That didn't happen. We didn't get any merchandising. So literally, you're you're just making up stuff. It did not aim for commercial. It did not, because guess what? That's the reason why it didn't do well at the box office. I'm glad you got to see one commercial. And you brought your shitty little kids to go see it. <laughs> Didn't appreciate it. They're acting like the movie did really, really well. Yeah, and they're, they're mad about it. Also, why are you comparing Space Jam, an absolute commercial pool? 100% commercial movie. The mention of Superman and the Iron Giant is so loose and tangential. It's not. It's not plastered everywhere. Superman's not like on everything. No, like, it's literally just for that, for the character Iron Giant to look up to. And it's not, he's not in the movie. He's not mentioned in the movie. He's just an idol. The Iron Giant is him. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to be Superman. Yeah. And he's looking, yeah, exactly. But anyway, we'll move on to the last paragraph. Yeah. Lastly, there's the objectional material. For the first time in my life, I saw the main character of a cartoon feature-length movie use the restroom. <laughs> the use of the bathroom is all too common in live-action films, but they've begun to pass surreptitiously into cartoons. <laughs> Why does such a scene need to take a place? The film relays an anti-government atmosphere. The main characters are always on the run while officials heartlessly chase its victims. I admit, several children's books are perfect for Hollywood. This one may have been one if taken from a different approach. So there's the core of it. They're really just upset that it's an anti-government yep. sentiment of a movie and they are taking shots at anything they can mm -hmm. even hold water. Yep, absolutely. That's where it is. Getting pissed off that there's a cartoon character using the toilet. Are they referring to the scene where like he has to push the... Whole earth is... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Who gives a shit? That's not even what's happening in the movie. It's just a ploy to shut the mom to shut the door <laughs> real quick. That one thing of them using the bathroom just offended this person's delicate sensibility. That it was like a clutching my pearls comment. Oh, it was. And but like really, why mention that? And then right after, it's also anti-government. Oh, flipping that in there. Just gonna leave that at the very end, real quick. It's also anti-government. Really. Are you sure that's not your main issue with this movie? Yeah, just go ahead and write a whole fucking paper and mention that in the last sentence, sure. And also, several children's movies or children's books are perfect for Hollywood. This isn't isn't the book that it's kind of based on not even about what's actually happening in the movie. It's like... Yeah, well, that's what they said. They This one might have been better if they took it from a different approach. Oh, so, but I, I, no, this person's wrong. This person has boring kids. Your kids suck. You suck. Yeah. You have dumb thoughts. <laughs> Learn how to build a better argument. Yep. Thank you. Next. Okay. So this next one is from 2013. It is a five-star review and it is from Letterboxd and it says, watched it with my six-year-old. Movie ends. Total silence. He whispers. That was awesome. Aw, that's so cute. Isn't that so I love cute? that. Aw. Moving on to the last review I have, which is a 10 out of 10 from IMDb written August 2006. And it is titled Stunning and Magical. I had heard many great things about the Iron Giant in the last few years, but was one of those films I never got around to seeing. I picked up a copy of the special edition DVD expecting an entertaining animated film. What I actually got was not just one of the best animated films I have seen, but one of the best films ever. It takes you to another world, but never strays from reality. And when watching it, you forget it's animated. The characters are so well written, it puts most live action films to shame. If you pass this off as a kid's film, you will be missing 
missing out on one of the most immersing and emotional experiences you can get from a film. The voice cast are perfect, the animation stunning, and the fact this film flopped when released is nothing short of criminal. I urge anyone, even with only a passing interest in cinema, to watch this film and prepare to be amazed. Brad Bird must be one of those directors, one of the best directors working in animation. After seeing The Incredibles, The Iron Giant was no fluke. That's awesome. And I agree. I, I agree. agree with all of it. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All of it. Thoughts rating? I know you already gave it a 10 out of 10, but any any new thoughts with this information we've been given? Nothing changed. 10 out of 10 movie. I love it. I think I've added a few people to the list of people I would fist fight <laughs> if I met them in public. Yes, because all the negative ones... Or just the stupidest points. Literally. Just the stupidest. It was the two two-star ones that really I was like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I, I could say the same here. 10 out of 10. Mind not changed. Mm-mm. I literally have nothing else to add. Yeah. All right. Well, we have an Instagram. Our DMs are open. We also have a TikTok. But if you wanted to message us, you can message us on our Instagram. That is at Easy Bake Takes. Give us any feedback, any movie requests, any gripes. You can just DM us about it. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Easy Big Takes. My name is Kat. And I'm Riley. Easy watching out there. Bye. Bye.